Let's do some homework. Each week, we're going to break down Sunday's message and look at next steps that we can take as disciples who imitate Christ. We hope you are encouraged and challenged in our time together and that you use this opportunity to take your own next steps to bring a little bit of Jesus into your community. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody, welcome to our homework podcast where we take our Sunday sermon and we kind of break it down so that we can uh, understand it better and maybe take it home with us to do the work during the week so that uh, lives are actually changed. So we're on our second week of Philippians, uh, looking at Philippians 2, where we talk a lot about humility and unity. And ultimately, in Philippians 2, we see Jesus gives us uh, the best example of what that looks like. We're going through... Um, really what it means to model a life like Christ lived in order to get to that humility and then in turn that unity. Uh, but I think, and Kat, maybe you'll agree or disagree, but um, this has probably been a hard subject for people to, at the very least, process in their own lives. Like, how do we find unity um, as a society? It feels like at least for the past two years. We know there's always been things that have separated us in society, but especially the past two years, you know, through the last election cycle and now through the pandemic, that at least in my mind, we felt more divided Mm -hmm. than we have been before. Maybe we are, maybe we aren't. I know there's probably people who have lived longer than I have that would point to other times in history where Mm -hmm. maybe we were more divided. Yeah. Um, But it feels like we've got a lot of work to do to find unity. I know I've had some people I've talked to that said they don't even know if we can get back to being unified because we're already too far apart. Yeah. And I don't like that. Um, I guess a question would be like, when it comes to unity, do we have to agree? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to being united, can you and I be united? Yeah. On something in an agreement, could, or could we be united without agreeing? Could we have a different right. side to a story or yeah. to a stance on an issue? And can we still be united? Because right now we're viewing unity, I would assume, or see as a culture of, do you agree with me? Yeah. You're on my side. Yeah. And and I I haven't seen that in my life yet. Yeah. This 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 hard line yeah. of. You agree you're on my side. How did you vote? We're friends. We're now enemies. We block right. each other. Whatever right. social media and actions follow that, the question I would ask, and it kind of gets back to this like thinking like Christ piece, but the question I would ask is, can I be united mm-hmm. uh, with somebody that I don't agree with? And I mm-hmm. think from a simple standpoint, as parents, we could probably say yes, right? Parents yeah. and kids yeah. may not always agree on an issue. Yeah. But are they united as a family? Yeah. Moms and dads. Yeah. When it comes to disciplining kids. Well, and not even, can you be united with them? But at at the very least, uh, can we still love people that we don't agree with? Right. And I think that's where this dips into humility more, right? That to love someone you don't agree with, uh, you kind of have to take yourself out of, um, out of the scenario. Okay. Right? You have to take yourself out of the picture. Don't you think that 
I don't know. So maybe it's less about unity and more about loving them. I mean, that's what Philippians talks about. In verse 3, it says, um, don't do it because you are proud. Mm -hmm. Think of others better as yourselves. None of you should look out for your own good. You should also look out for the good of others. Mm -hmm. You should think in the same way Christ Jesus does. Which we know that Christ loves us no matter where we are, right? Mm -hmm. What what mess we're in, what mess we've made. There's that unconditional love that... I think for us as humans is, is hard to grasp sometimes. Um, I don't know. I, I think at the, at the very least to love someone needs to happen, right? And then maybe that next step is is humbling yourself to serve them. That's the model we get through Jesus, right? That um, if you keep reading there in verses like 6, 7, and 8, you know, it said he didn't count equality with God, something that was, that was his. And then uh, he emptied himself and then he was born... Uh, in human form, he humbled himself. He became obedient. You know, he says being obedient even to death on a cross. That's a huge um, shift. Yeah. Or just hum- like a humble life. Yeah. Right. That I think can only stem from love. Right. And it's, and it's purest. Okay. So we need love. But I also think in order to be humble, at least based on Christ's example here, there has to be a level of service. And being a servant, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. But but really, when I serve somebody else, I am saying I have to put my needs aside to be there for for them, right? Yeah. If I'm sitting on the couch and I'm tired, it's been a long day and my kids need something, I am Mm -hmm. serving them and I am putting my own selfish desires aside to be there for somebody else. I mean, that's a basic example, but I think ultimately we have to look at, I think love and unity are combined words to help us this week, but I think humility and service service. have to go hand in hand. Absolutely. Well, you see that in the, in the good Samaritan, right? That, um, you know, first few guys that walk by, like they've got their own agenda. Mm -hmm. They've got their own rules they're living by. They've probably got someplace that they have to be. Uh, so they can't be bothered to humble themselves to put their own needs aside to take care of someone. And I think that's why that humility and service piece is kind of a step up from love. Because I could say, hey, Kat, you know, um, we don't agree on a lot of things. Um, I love you, um, but I don't want anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. Right. So you just go live your life over there. I'll live my life over here. Love you, but but don't talk to me. From a distance. Right? Like, yeah. Like <laughs> across town, I'll love you. And I don't, oh. I, I think that could be a start. Maybe that's a healing point for some people just to say that, like, I'm admitting that I love you. Like, I'm trying to model what God has shown me. But I think that has to grow. It can't just live there. Right? Well, loving somebody isn't cutting them off, right? right. I just think, uh, so stuck on humility being like, oh, I'm okay. Or, oh, I'm good. Or, oh, downplaying the things I've done, but Jesus just took it a step further of like, no, I'm going to serve. No, I'm going to be obedient Mm -hmm. even to death on a cross and God exalted him and God lifted him. But I think when we think through humility, we in the past think, oh, shucks, it was no big deal versus I just keep thinking like, do we do something because people are watching or because we're called to serve? Right. And I think that's the key is realizing what our, what our service, what our humility stems from, right? Is a desire to be right, right? To sway people to my own opinion so mm-hmm. that, hey, then we can be unified. Or is it really out of, of love, 
right? I think um, not a huge example, but a great example is uh, when we take kids on like mission trips all the time. Uh, and you've done this uh, in past years. We've been able to do it a lot here at Glory Day. But um, a lot of times when we start these trips, it's 20 to 30, sometimes 40 or 50 kids that probably know of each other to mm -hmm. some extent, right? But aren't intimate in the details of everyone's life. Um, and so you see little pockets of kids, right? Some know each other better than others, but as a whole, we're not really a unified group. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you spend enough time together, when you understand why everyone is, is there, what their goals are, what their purpose is, when you take time to serve together, right? And actually try to imitate Christ. By the time you leave the trip, you have this unified group of kids that at the beginning of the week was this hodgepodge mashup mm -hmm. of, of kids from, from all different grades and schools and backgrounds. Um, and it's a little microcosm, I think, of what we're trying to get to, that when you humble yourself enough um, to serve someone, mm -hmm. um, to try to see life from their perspective, to try to understand what they're going through or what their goals are, it brings you to this point where, yeah, you might not always agree with them on everything, but you can find unity in certain things, right? Yeah, and I think the unity in certain things is unity in Christ, right? Like ultimately for kids on a mission trip, some of those kids may still have different views, you know, some are still wake up in the morning versus night or um, they liked this restaurant or that or they different music or different sports. Even or, yeah. even the events or activities you did or the places you go, yeah. you know, we used to serve at different places and some kids loved Monday versus Thursday or whatever. Right. But yeah. I, I think of in those moments when we saw Skid Row, mm. we yeah. were united. Yeah, We were united as people, yeah. right? And it didn't matter who voted what or who likes what, you know, we still disagree on small factors, right. but we were united to Christ's mission yeah. and we were united in Christ's love. And when we, you know, painted the nails of this homeless lady, that stuff didn't matter. Right. She was a human and a person and she was, you know, we were able to serve her and to love her in a way that, you know, you don't have those moments a lot with people because we do our own things and this. But I think of service in that way. And when humility looks like that, we were united and, and really because we took on Christ's love and had the eyes of Jesus that the other stuff didn't matter. Yeah. If dinner was Chick-fil-A or McDonald's right. didn't matter, right? Loving this person who was right in front of us, like Jesus loves them, was powerful. And yeah. as a group, we were united to think of the way that Christ's heart is broken for those who are lost. It, it gives us a, a Christ-like attitude, right? A lens to view the world, but I think also gives us uh, this eternal perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think so many times we get things out of whack that we realize like, hey, eternity is, is later, yeah, I have to focus on on right now. Right? Yeah. This is more important. And and where you go to dinner or what music you listen to, those are, are small things. We're not saying that stuff that happens now, none of it matters. Not saying that, right? There are very real things that happen in people's lives and and that make a difference. But in the end, as Christians, our aim is Christ. Yeah. Right? And to live a life like him. Um and we can definitely be united in that, regardless of where we grew up, what we like, mm -hmm. the music we listened to, who we did or didn't vote for. 
yeah. last year, right? We could still have our opinions. Um, one of the posts I just saw on Instagram from a, an author that I follow, he said, uh, he said, just remember today that all of the people you come in contact with need your prayer over their life more than your opinion. Mm. And I think how true that is, that if we lived life with this godly perspective, this Jesus filter over everything we do to say, hey, I'm, I love you. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to uh, put time into my day to like serve you through prayer and mm-hmm. invite God to work in and through you. Like, that's huge, right? We can still have our opinions. He even yeah. posts that. He's like, I got my opinions. I can share them. We can all still have that. But if we actually realized the power that just modeling a life like Christ had. Yeah. So maybe how today, the question for for you, for me, for everyone is how can we love like Christ? How can we serve those around us mm-hmm. regardless of our stance, regardless yeah. of our agreement? But how are we called to Im- imitate Christ, to love people? And who's God calling you to pray for? Yeah. How are you supposed to serve somebody else Um Right now in a way that puts, like you said, takes your time away, puts your needs aside, your to-do list aside, to have even our hearts transformed for this person. Because who knows what God does with that? God can change their life. God can change our life. But just to stop and to pause, who can I pray for and how can I serve Mm -hmm. these people? Yeah. And maybe even that, take it a step further and, and get to know someone. That you disagree with, right? Find, what? find areas in your life where um, <laughs> you could get to know them and their heart. Um, be, I, I don't know. I just got to believe that when we really get to know someone um, and their heart and their their passions, uh, that we're probably not all that different. Yeah. Quick yeah. story. I was at the St. Louis airport a week or so ago and I had a three-hour layover. So I was sitting around and there was a, a bar right by where my gate was. And I solely went because I was trying to watch the Charger game. It was Monday night football. I was trying to watch. She started to close up. Long story short, um, I asked her a question. Rather than sitting at my gate on my iPad by myself in my little world with no kids, no distractions, peace and quiet, we started talking. And she's just recently divorced and she has a seven-year-old and she's going through like all the airports, low staffing, work six days a week, 12 hours a day. And we got to have conversations and we got to talk through, you know, these people coming up and being mad at her because they were closing early because they looked at their watch and it was 730, but they didn't know she's already worked 12 hours today and she's coming back tomorrow morning. And they don't know that another bartender broke their foot and they're short staffed. And so they don't know all these details. And so this guy and I were sitting up there talking to her and we kind of helped just tell people like, oh, sorry, they're closed. They're closed now. And we were just sitting watching the game and having a conversation as she was cleaning up. But it was just a reminder to me of we're so quick to be mad and to judge. And how dare they close? You know, God forbid there's a restaurant a little bit farther, a few gates down. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not there to meet my needs. And that's not what God calls us to say or to do. He calls us to look to see. And we just started a combo and really we're united in. Life's tough for a lot of people right now. We're all going through different situations. I understood her on the grounds of my husband's working those kinds of hours in an airport too. And the guy next to us had different issues, but maybe that's what being united is more like is 
we're more united in our pain and our struggling and our need for help with others and that life's tough yeah. and Jesus is our answer. But we don't hear that when we don't get out of our own way. Mm-hmm. Put ourselves aside. Yeah. Humble ourselves. Because she didn't meet yeah. other people's needs. Yeah. And all that started, I mean, because you, like you said, you had three hours without kids where you could have just sat yeah. and zoned out, maybe caught a little nap. Mm-hmm. Humble yourself. Put yourself away for a little bit to to allow God to work through you in someone else's life. Right? Mm-hmm. Just get to know them more. And then through that, maybe find some unity as well. Mm-hmm. Oh. So how could you maybe grow in humility this week? How could you humble yourself? Or who could you get to know um, to be unified uh, in Christ? What we'll aim for this week. We'll come back next week, talk about Philippians 3 as we're walking through this book. Just a, a reminder, you can always take some time to read these. You know, make Philippians your your devotion yeah. read this week. Um, sit down with your kids, grab a kid's version of the Bible, read through Philippians 4. It doesn't take very long to read chapter by chapter. I think even some of the youngest kids might be able to, to sit down and, and make it through before bedtime. But um, spend some time in Scripture this week. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week for Philippians 3. Thanks for joining us as we looked back at Sunday's message in order to look forward to all that God has in store for us. I pray that you found some encouragement, but maybe some challenge and next steps as well. Can't wait for you to join us again, either right back here or on a Sunday morning coming up soon.